the time being what it is, and the four hours that I told my wife I could and should preach on this subject being what it is, I am just going to introduce it to you, and we're going to sing again and go home and rejoice in the Lord. Just give me a few minutes. Open your Bibles to Jeremiah 29 and verse 11 for the body of a sermon entitled, Connect the Dots. Oh, my brethren, we have dots in our lives and we want to connect them, and we are placing more dots every day of our lives, and we want to place them well so that the picture that is revealed at the day of our death is a beautiful, God-glorifying, Christ-exalting, kingdom-promoting picture of our lives. Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 11, with the prophecy of the return of the Jews from Babylon to Judah, we have these words. And I want you to delight in these words. For I know the thoughts, the Lord says, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Amen. Those are the Jews coming back from Babylon to Jerusalem and Judah that God had an expected end for them. And my brethren, God has done far more for us than He has done for those Jews. We are on this side of the cross and we have been blessed abundantly and His thoughts toward us are thoughts of peace. They are not thoughts of evil. When there's evil in your life, examine yourself. As Brother Eric just said in the day of adversity. Examine yourself, confess your sins, and know that His thoughts towards you are thoughts of peace. Even when He's chastening you, it is for your profit. And so we want to look at the dots of God's chastening, the dots of His providence, the dots of the preaching, the dots that we lay. And I want to exhort all of you to lay dots that are pleasing to the Lord. But this verse is for God's dots. God's dots that He's put in our lives are for His glory. And we should be very thankful for them. And we've heard some of them today. Wonderful. Wonderful things. Thank you, Lord. Look at Galatians chapter 6 and verse 7 for a text of Scripture about our dots. The ones that we place every day. Connecting the dots is a childish game, although some have taken it to be quite a learning tool. If you were to explore it just a little bit. The recent world record was sent with, set with 6,300 dots in an abstract of Mona Lisa. But none of that matters. What matters is that we recognize the dots that God has put in our lives and give Him thanks for them. And that we look for them. Some of you have spoken about making piles of stones like Joshua and other Israelites did so that their children would ask, what does this pile of stones refer to? But when I speak of connecting the dots... I'm talking about all the piles of stones you've ever had in your life and putting them all together to see how God has been leading and manipulating your circumstances to arrive at a beautiful picture. Unless we distort it by setting our dots wrong, God will still get the glory out of our lives. We sing that if He were to send our souls to hell, His righteous law approves it well. But that is not the picture for our lives that we want in the end. We want one that actively glorifies Him. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 7. Be not deceived. Do not 
pretend otherwise than this axiom of life. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. You cannot get away with playing the hypocrite with the God of heaven. Be not deceived. Don't play with sin. Don't play with hypocrisy. God is not mocked. You will not get away from the God of heaven. The book of Proverbs would say, though hand join in hand. That means you make a confederacy and you get friends to help you. The wicked shall be punished. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. If you make the dots of your life carnally minded dots, worldly dots, befriending the world dots, you make God your enemy, and the picture is going to be distorted and ugly of your life. God has given you dots. That's His grace. You make your dots by His grace, and it results in the combination of a beautiful picture of your life and your family. But if you try to play with Him, and you make dots that are hypocritical, Jesus Christ will spew you out of His mouth because He cannot stand lukewarm Christians. And we have a choice today. I've preached from Romans 15, and I am preaching very briefly right now that every day is an opportunity for us to place dots on the drawing of our life. Our lives. So that in the great day of judgment, and at the end of our lives, when we're put in the ground, the result that's been left here, that everyone can see, is God's providence in our lives, and our obedience to God from our lives. And it results in a wonderful life, in a wonderful picture. Some dots are from God. Some dots are our obedience or our disobedience. And brethren, what hath God wrought? He has done some wonderful things to bring about His dots in our lives. Look at Psalm 139 that was shared by Stephen Jr. just a few weeks with us. A few weeks ago with us. Psalm 139. All the way from verses 13 through 18 are wonderful things, but I want verse 17. This is God putting dots in our lives. How precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God. Did I say that with too much emphasis for your comfort? I have an exclamation point there. I would have read it the same way, but I love the exclamation point. How precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God. How great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they are more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with thee. God's thoughts, the thoughts that I think toward you, are of peace and not of evil. Consider some Bible examples very quickly. Abraham's servant prayed for God to show him a woman for Isaac. Before he finished his prayer, who was in his vision? Rebecca, is that a decent-sized dot before he finished his prayer? Connect the dots, brethren. He traveled several hundred miles. He prays, and when he, before he finishes, she's there waiting for him to get done with the prayer so that they can make acquaintance with each other. Praise the God of heaven. You all know about Ruth. She did a noble and a virtuous thing to provide for her widowed mother-in-law And for herself, she went to glean fields. It was her hap to fall on the field of Boaz. Ruth chapter 2 and verse 3. The word hap means chance. But we know time and chance belongeth to the Lord. 
And she went to glean. And every, every decision that she made on the way, nope, I'm not going to go left. I'm not going to go straight. I'm going to go right here. I'm going to go left there and I'm going to go straight. She ended up at Boaz's field. That was a dot. Connect the dots, brethren. She was the great-grandmother of David. Praise the Lord. There's so many of these in the Bible. I think of Moses' parents putting that little baby Moses because they did not fear the wrath of the king in a little ark of bulrushes and floating it out in a river of Egypt. Who found it? One of the most populous nations on earth? The most powerful nation on earth? Pharaoh's daughter found it. Now let's keep, oh, let's keep going. I, I agree, amen. But she lifted the top, and what did baby Moses do right then? He wept. He didn't scream. You know, if he'd have screamed, she'd have closed it back up and given it a little push. You all, all you parents, I hope you know what I mean. He wept. What does it say? She had, it's a C word. Compassion. Unbelievable. This is our God. This is our God. Moses is raised in Pharaoh's household for 40 years. Oh, brethren, who is going to take the time to help me prepare for us to see Midway sometime this year? We've talked about it for about four decades. We should see Midway to look at God's providence in history. Don't we love what happened at Dunkirk? Adolf Hitler stopped his panzers. They would have wiped out 330 forces, 330,000 soldiers, the entire army of Britain. He stopped his forces. The waters were too shallow. Winston Churchill called on every Englishman to get his rowboat out and to go get 330,000, and it's called the miracle of Dunkirk. Oh no, it's a spot. It's a dot. Connect the dots. God saved England. We love Midway because of the weather cover that God gave and the mistakes that the Japanese made. And just six months after Pearl Harbor, six months after Pearl Harbor, we were able to deal a blow to the Japanese Navy that they never recovered from six months after Pearl Harbor. Glory to God. It's a dot. Connect the dots. Every man that survived that naval battle, including William Oley, were preserved. Jeff's father was in that battle. Were preserved by the grace of God. Connect the dots. The brother would not be here if that tanker had been taken down by four aircraft carriers that we sent to the bottom of the Pacific. Praise His glorious name. I love looking at history because history is His story. He raises up kings and He puts down kings. And He does so many things like that. How can a girl working at Hardee's park her car across the street at Ingalls and meet a young man who's working there who happened to come out for his car as well and get married? How can a Roman Catholic in Michigan... You're going to have to ask me afterwards... Oh, it's, I have, I love giving God the glory. That was Donald Kirkland and Nancy Kirkland. It's a great story. And he told it to me with 
great enthusiasm a couple days ago and I enjoyed hearing it. It made its way into my outline. It'll be on the internet soon. (laughs) It's wonderful. When we laugh, God is glorified. A Roman Catholic in Michigan on business happed into a Baptist ordination. That's Tim. He's left already because he's got to fly back to St. Louis. But it's an incredible story. It's ridiculously, the odds are statistically significant that it shouldn't occur. And if it did occur, he should be disgusted by what he saw. Instead, he was blessed. How did a man get hired eight months after applying for a job with a single secretary and an IPO both waiting for him? How did a frustrated young man happen into a church evening service where a girl's testimony was given by a letter that was read by the pastor in the pulpit? And they're happily married today. Thank you, Brother Stephen Jr., for knowing who I'm speaking about. A prodigal came home when he was 17 years old, and the perfect girl for him visited his house that day. That's my wife. Praise the Lord. How in a city of 500,000 do two run into each other at Blockbuster Video? It's impossible to get a 15% extra raise while everyone else is getting fired. It's impossible for a house buyer to want two elderly cats named Button and Bear. Does anybody know that story? There is a story in this church of a dear sister of ours selling a house with two elderly cats. One of those cats required having its kidneys flushed three times a week. And the buyer of the house saw the two cats and had to have them. Because that buyer had a chihuahua with only one eye, and that eye was blind. There's Listen, you are supposed to laugh, but it's holy laughter for God's glory through Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Ghost. There are so many dots in our lives. Connecting them is just a wonderful time. That's a true story. I hope I got all the details right. I had so much fun reading it the last couple of days. A chihuahua with only one eye, and that one eye was blind? Perfect. Perfect. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for all that you have done for us. What can you add about parents, spouses, jobs, houses, churches, and truth that the Lord has placed dots in your life for? Do you know what Romans chapter 8 and verse 28 says? That all dots work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. I hope you understand. how We know that all things, all the dots work together for good. Thank you, Lord. A family with three teenagers and two children needing to hear a sermon on authority visited our church one Sunday night when we were excluding a 19-year-old for going to Clemson University against her parents' permission. Perfect timing. We got a few spouses out of that one. Thank you, Lord. Oh, yes. A young man attended a wedding far away and got a princess that was there and a convert. And a family. Chris Carnell, Adam Green, Colin Castleberry, Carrie Taylor. The dots. Lord, what hast thou wrought? Preaching isn't boring sometimes, is it? It's just wonderful rejoicing the Lord. It's always wonderful if our hearts are right. But to see God's mercy in our lives is just so special. A man interviewing at the largest employer in the area walks into his career counselor in the hallway. Hello? How does that happen? 
A man far away and a woman far away meet via Greenville for another girl that married my oldest son? Can you put all those dots together? Do you know how many connections and numbers, the numbers are large, that result from two BJU students talking prophecy to each other at Bob Jones? Brianna, Caitlin, Allison, I would have never met you if Matthew and Angela hadn't started talking Bible prophecy, nor you, Mary and Frank. I love the dots. And we should connect the dots. And thank God for the dots that He has arranged in our lives. First year our church tried Bible quizzing, we got more than we bargained for. They're sitting right in front of the quizzing expert in our church, Mark and Esther. We're thankful for that dot, very thankful. Your dots. Brethren, Galatians 6, 7 says, Whatsoever man soweth that shall he also reap. It is so certain that if you will place dots in your life, God will bless those dots. If you'll place them in obedience, if you'll place them in submission to Him, if you'll place them in humility to His Word, if you'll put His kingdom first. What's one of our favorite verses? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. That's placing a dot for your life. The kingdom of God is the most important thing to me. God's righteousness is the most important thing to me. And all these things shall be added unto you. And we've heard that today. You know, Shane and I have exchanged several phone calls this week. And they were wonderful. He messed me up on Psalm 86, so I messed him up on it. He called and wrote and told, he called and told me how long he had spent in Psalm 86. A long time. And I, and I cut him off. I cut him off. And he thought I was upset at him. But I just couldn't believe it that the Lord had arranged for him to find one of my favorite verses in the entire book of Psalms. And he shared it with you, my brethren. It's verse 11. Unite my heart to fear thy name because I fear my heart and I hate my heart because it runs this way and then it runs that way. And if it took a fire alarm at an academy to get Shane to appreciate that verse, I've already benefited from it. He's benefiting from it, and I hope that all of you benefited from it. It was wonderful. He prayed for one of the longest prayers in his life on Monday. And when he finished his prayer, that Linda called within five minutes. He likes those kind of dots, and he knows his pastor does too. Those are wonderful. Everyone in here ought to be excited about hearing the dots of others' lives because you're going to have those dots yourself. And all we have to do, make some changes. Behold, all things are new. Remember last Sunday's preaching? And the Lord will bless. Be sure your sin will find you out. Eight words from Numbers chapter 32. If you have sinful dots in your life, God will punish them and He will punish you for them. Deuteronomy chapter 11 and verse 26. I set before you blessing and cursing. Those are your dots. It's so simple. He just wants to reward us if we're obedient children. Just like every father in here. If the children are basically perfect, loving their father, loving righteousness, doing what is good, showing diligence, every father in here would give as much as he has to give. But a father in here who has to deal with stubborn, rebellious, withdrawn, difficult children, 
that continue to push the edge of the envelope, that continue to do things that are wrong, who wants to give them anything? We know that. But there's a Father in heaven that is far better on both ends of that extreme because he is the, he is the infinite God of the universe. We owe him our obedience far more. We should fear our disobedience far more than any earthly father. The Bible is so filled with principles about our dots. The way of transgressors is hard. If you want to transgress, your life is going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be painful. It's Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 15. Look at Psalm 37 and 37 with me. I'm almost done. We're in our dots. Psalm 37 and verse 37. Do you know what the Bible tells us? It says to mark. Mark the perfect man. When you see someone that is living a perfect life, mark them. Note him. Identify him. Remember him. Mark the perfect man. The man who does what is right. And behold the upright. Watch the upright. Look at them through life. For the end of that man is peace. There's the dots. Connect the dots. So you're seeing the lifestyle of an upright man, of a perfect man, and you can connect the dots. Good things are going to happen for that man. Did Joseph have some good dots in his life? Should his brothers have looked at his life and seen the character of Joseph? Did some bad events happen in Joseph's life? Let's call them setbacks. Were there some dots in his life that were setbacks? Were there times in his life where he could have been thinking, there is no reward for the righteous? Yeah, he was in prison. Did it end up okay? See, it says here, the end of that man is peace. Did it end up okay or better than okay? Or okay just squared and cubed and... Yes. Samson. Did Samson lay down some dots in his life that were foolish, rebellious, and scornful against his parents? He didn't want to marry a little virgin from Israel. He wanted to play around with Philistine prostitutes. What happened? Well, everywhere he went, he could whip the Philistines. He could pick up the jawbone of an ass and kill a thousand of them at a time. They could capture him in a town visiting one of their prostitutes. He would just come to the gate, grab the whole thing, pull it out of its sockets, put it on his shoulders, take it to the top of the nearest hill, and say good morning when they got up. So God gave him victories in his life. There were dots in his life of successes while he was laying his own dots of rebellion. And it could easily, it could easily have convinced him to think, I'm getting away with my love of Philistine women. But the end of that man was not peace. The end of that man was not peace. Your dots are so important. Oh Lord, help us. When the Bible says, Delight thyself also in the Lord, and He shall give thee the desires of thine heart, you show me a man that lays down dots of delighting in the Lord Jesus Christ, God is going to take care of that man. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. You show me a man that I can mark that is walking uprightly, God is going to take care of that man. Lot played near sin and picked dots for his life that resulted in total ruin for his entire family. Eli would not stop his sons from their wickedness and God ruined his entire family tree. It took wiping out a whole city by Doeg the Edomite. 
but he wiped out his family tree. You know, David shirked his office, and by shirking his office, that's a, that's a bad dot. Connect the dots. He shirked his office. He wasn't out to battle when kings were supposed to go to battle. He was at home where he shouldn't have been at that time. When the men were gone, he saw Bathsheba. Up comes the second dot. He's led to greater sins and then many more bad dots. And we see those dots in his life and we can, we can connect them to the trouble that he had for the rest of his life and that extended into his family tree. But he confessed his sins. And when you come in here and you hear a sermon, whether it's last Sunday or this Sunday, and you know there are sins in your life, confess them because he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. David confessed them on the spot. There was no excuse. There was no justification. There was no anger. Did you hear about Asa? Or did you read about Asa in rebelling against the prophet's word? Putting him in prison? David could have put Nathan in prison. David said, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said, The Lord hath forgiven thee. And Bathsheba conceived again. And do you know his real name? Jedediah. The Lord loved him. That's a dot. So you're, Pastor, are you telling me that I can reverse the course of my dots? Oh, yes. Manasseh laid down the worst dots of any king of Judah. He was hauled 500, 700 miles away and put in a prison in Babylon. In that prison, we sing, we sing about him often because John Kent loves to close out some of his songs with two people that start with M, Manasseh and Mary, and sins worse than theirs. Right. He humbled himself greatly in prison, and he was restored to the throne of Judah. Then Manasseh knew that the Lord was God, and then Manasseh went on a rampage in Judah, tearing down the idols. You can read about it in Second Chronicles Chapter 33, we see Solomon's first dot laid, dot laid down in the first verse of 1 Kings 3. He made affinity with Pharaoh and married his daughter. Nothing else is said about it. Why does the Lord need to say anything else? It was a sin. It was a terribly dangerous sin. Those kings had been warned about not marrying outsiders to the nation of Israel. And that led him down into destruction to where it was his wives that destroyed him. You have illustrations in your life of God's gracious response to your choices. Do you remember a young man in here standing and buying coffee in some convenience store that sold gasoline as well and looking 50 feet away and seeing a missing pin from his trailer hitch? That's ridiculous. The combination of truck and trailer was 50 feet long he was 50 feet away. How do you see a pin not in its proper place? But remember the story? I was yelling at this young man, connect the dots, when he called me that morning because I had an email sitting in my inbox, and all of you know this. At 2 o'clock, he couldn't sleep, so he was up reading the Word of God. When I got up, not at 2, I had waiting for me his joy in some verses out of the book of Isaiah. And all I could scream was, connect the dots. You put the Lord first, He's going to take care of us. Right. And remember, if you have a little setback, it just means that the end is going to be better. Right. Joseph, Job. 
Joseph, Job. Because in James chapter 5, the Lord wants you to know that the end of the Lord is very tender. Behold, we count them happy which endure. Ye have heard of the patience of Job and have seen the end of the Lord. That the Lord is very pitiful and of tender mercy. Okay? Can you hold on to that? Even if you have a place in your life by the providence of God or the chastening of God, remember the end. And if the Lord is taking some things from you in order to teach you some lessons, the end will be greater if you keep laying down the dots that you should. I thank God for laying down dots all through my ancestors or we wouldn't be here. My grandfather was a devil worshiper. And I don't mean that indirectly or metaphorically. I thank God for the dots in my life. Are you thankful for the dots in your life? Let me close with this point. The greatest dots in your life picture are the dots of the five phases of salvation. They are unbelievable. I don't care about midway. I don't care about single girls at a local finance company. Though I do, I don't care about IPOs. When you think about the dot that was laid for the picture of our lives before Genesis 1-1. Unbelievable. Do you love this God? Are you willing to go out of here this day and praise Him by your actions, by word and deed, that we might be an acceptable sacrifice to God through Jesus Christ, sanctified by the Holy Ghost? Before the world began, a dot was laid that would affect us for eternity. And it was laid without us. It was laid by God because it seemed good in His sight to lay that dot. 2,000 years ago, the Son of God came into this world and was crucified in the cross of Calvary. Another dot. What a dot. No one has ever loved you like the Lord Jesus Christ. No one can love you like the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ loves you more than all the combined love of everyone you've ever imagined and had. It's a dot. The Holy Spirit regenerated us, changed our hearts, changed our minds. The gospel from a preacher ordained by someone that was ordained by Paul came and preached to us. And you know what? In God's scheme of connecting dots, there are no future dots to be laid because they're all past tense to Him. And that's why glorified is glorified and not will be glorified. Do you like that? The greatest dot in your life is our eternal, legal, and vital union with Christ. The effects of God's everlasting love for you can be traced from Adam forward in arranging that from the ark, You had a father, and another father, and another father, until you were born, and would be regenerated, and would hear the gospel. We are blessed abundantly. Let us make sure that this Gentile church, your Gentile family, your Gentile marriage, and your Gentile self is an acceptable sacrifice to God this day, and as many days as he gives us. Let us fulfill Paul's ministry, and every minister from him, and obey as we saw in verse 18 of Romans chapter 15. Let us count the dots. Let us always be looking for the connections to see God's hand. Remember, there are things that happen to all men, like sunshine and rain, which we've got abundantly in the last 24 hours of both kinds. 
They don't give thanks, but we know where it comes from. It comes from the bounty of God to leave a witness in this earth that He is good. Give Him praise. Love the dots. Love His dots. And commit yourself to laying dots for you and your family tree that will result in a beautiful family to the glory of God. Amen. Amen.